Why does he act like that? That guy just doesn't know what karate's all about. Yeah, well, maybe he should learn. Would you like to teach him? No. Good luck, Daniel. Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two very impressive minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from Real Comic Heroes is Travis Bow. And from the next scene and Groundhog Minute is Sean German. Welcome to the show, guys. Howdy, howdy. Hello. Thanks for having us. Glad to have you back. Uh, had to reach out to people that were on the last movie and were interested in the second one. So uh, uh, what do you guys think? Where do you, where do you rank this movie? Do you think this is uh, better, uh, as good, or lesser than the original Karate Kid? I think it's as good. I watched it this morning um had not seen it in its entirety since i was a kid oh wow so i didn't remember much of it wow Um, and so yeah this was totally enjoyable uh watching experience and i thought it was just as good as the first one awesome yeah same same here i mean i haven't yeah i haven't haven't probably watched this in in a couple decades but um i don't know if i'd say it as good but it's a real close second yes you know it's it's a real good follow-up to the first yeah, because I've always thought, like, they're just, you know, uh, they're either, I don't know, e- either the the first one is just a little bit better because, you know, it's just we're meeting all these characters for the first time, or it's just, I don't know, I, I, I love them both the same, uh, om- almost equally. And okay, I thought, are you going back on what you said before? I thought you said you like Karate Kid 2 better. You accused me of this last week. <laughs> maybe it was one time I said that, and I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe I'm living in the Berenstain Bears universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Nelson Mandela. Okay, so today we are talking about minute six to eight of the Karate Kid Part Two. They begin with Daniel getting a lot of praise and end with Miyagi taking action. Uh, all right, so we start this segment where we left off on Friday. Daniel, uh, victorious uh, after winning the tournament, um, uh, and now is uh, freshly showered. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he is still wearing uh, his bandana. So I guess my first question uh, to the panel is, uh, how stinky is that bandana right now? How wet is it, you think? <laughs> Very. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It hasn't turned yellow yet. At least. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's nice. That's his, uh, that's his competition bandana. His training bandana is gross. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, he's done like entire days worth of work in that thing. So, yeah. Um, and I noticed here that Daniel must have brought some extra clothes with him because these aren't the ones that he arrived at the oh. complex. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he's, not, he's a champion Miyagi now. He can't wear the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Miyagi does throw a duffel bag into the truck, you know, in in this section. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, that makes sense bag. that he's got clean clothes in there. Or yeah. Right. Well, I mean, when when he's signing up for the tournament in the first movie, he's wearing a green flannel with a baby blue shirt, and now he's wearing like a dark blue button up. Uh, over a black shirt, and he's got a gray jacket on top of that. So it's like he came in clothes, but brought his gi and another set of clothes for. Got to go out for that uh, victory dinner. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's probably like a multi-day tournament. So yeah. No, no, to. it was all one day. Oh, I'm. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry, Daniel. I tried. 
<laughs> I don't want anybody emailing going, actually, yeah. I don't know who you guys think you are, but everybody knows. Uh, how about that trophy? It's a huge trophy. How heavy do you think that thing is? <laughs> the dog does not approve. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Probably not. Like, these, like, trophies are generally, they're pretty cheap. Like, even, like, a, like not inexpensive, but flimsy. Like, the the poles, the like, the stands between levels, yeah. those are probably hollow. Probably doesn't weigh too much, I'm guessing, even yep. at that size. It doesn't have, like, the, the, the tiers of it aren't, like, made out of uh, marble or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look how easily the second place trophy gets broken later <laughs> yeah that's <exactly>. true <laughs> well that's how strong crease is so <laughs> uh and uh, if if you remember your cobra kai those th- those pieces are easy to find and put back together again if you have <laughs> <laughs> uh so he yeah knows, go oh, ahead. i'm sorry no please i was gonna say he's he's he does a convincing limp yeah in this section um as a kid, you know, I we've probably all, as a kid, you know, faked an injury or maybe exaggerated how bad it was, and like you got to commit to a limp, you know, because it's something you want to get, you know, uh, give up on a few minutes after you, you know, say that yeah. you hurt your leg, but then, uh, yeah, he he's got to go you know, leave the the I mean, obviously, and he has a real injury, but uh, I guess I mean Ralph Macchio does a good uh, limp. Yeah, that was something I was totally going to bust them on if I noticed it. <laughs> you know, I was I've been watching continuity going from the first because this is like essentially the end of the first movie. So it does everything match up. And I was happy to see that uh, Ralph remembered that he is <laughs> close to paralyzed uh, about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he's got to get a limp at least. <laughs> yeah, they were going to have to amputate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had a body bag waiting and ready. <laughs> that's true. Isn't that what Miyagi threw in the back of his truck? Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's the body bag. In case Daniel doesn't make it to the restaurant. Yeah. In case he croaks on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Daniel gets some praise from a group of adults, and he, Daniel's just loving it, loving it, but Miyagi just keeps walking. Yeah. Pat Johnson got some lines. Mm. Yeah. Pat Johnson and uh, the announcer, uh, played yeah. by Bruce Melmoth. Um, kind of show show up, and they are wearing the same clothes, and uh, so is Miyagi. By the way, I, I noticed all these things. So yeah, Daniel's <laughs> only the only prima donna that needs you know <laughs> costume changes for the the same day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Wardrobe changes. Okay, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I like that line. People are going to be talking about that kick for years. Yeah, it's it's so almost bad. like these guys have seen Cobra Kai, right? <laughs> Even just the how popular the Karate Kid was, and reports of people coming out of the theater and just trying to crane kick on, on the sidewalk, <laughs> you know. Uh, so it, crane kick was huge. Um, so obviously they're going to follow it up with something even just as important in this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I like that uh, Pat Johnson, the guy that actually trained Macchio, tells him he's like, "Oh, you showed a lot of poise." <laughs> Oh, okay. He was I did a great job. <laughs> um, and I looked up poise because I was like, oh, that's an interesting word. And the funny thing is uh, the first definition is uh, graceful and elegant bearing. But the second definition is balance, which is mm-hmm. all about Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All about balance. <laughs> and that I love that the announcer, Bruce, uh, even reaches over and congratulates Miyagi. It's all big kind of love fest. Um <laughs> 
course, they're probably all happy to see each other after a few years have gone by. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> they're probably excited to see someone other than a Cobra Kai win the All Valley. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I'm so happy to not cheer for those guys. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, suddenly there's a commotion and uh, it's Crease shoving his way through uh, the adults we saw before. Um, we see that he brought his civvies too. He's got a beige turtleneck under a beige members only jacket. Just something I with don't his beige with. hair. Yeah. <laughs> beige skin. Yeah. He's just one big karate rice crispy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The jacket um, with the collar popped. He's got the collar popped over the turtleneck. Was that the style yeah. back then? No. I mean, <laughs> that was never the style. He's really insecure about his neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's a weak it's a weak spot. That's, yeah. 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 Um, I do want to call out uh, one of the guys that Crease pushes through that goes, now what you doing to the brother? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he pushes he pushes one guy out and the other guy gets outraged about it. So uh, the outraged guy, uh, he's played by actor uh, or stuntman slash background extra Eddie Smith. Um, he's got a pretty fun story. Uh, he had been working in the biz since 1959, playing extras in even classic movies like uh, Imitation of Life, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. He has all sorts of uncredited roles in uh, The Dick Van Dyke Show, Get Smart, Mission Impossible, Blazing Saddles. Uh, in Rocky Three, he was Clubber Lang's corner man. It's probably like probably the biggest role I would think. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he was mostly a stuntman. He did uh, stunts in three of the Planet of the Apes films, a couple of Bond films, Scarface, Do the Right Thing, Nutty Professor. Um, and but it all—he—he's uh, actually a pretty famous stuntman because way back in 1963, when he got started uh, working as an extra and was interested in doing stunts, uh, he saw a white stuntman being made up to double for a black actor. And so he, uh, it, it inspired him to establish the Black Stuntmen's Association. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and I don't know if anybody remembers. I don't know if you guys have seen Harlem Nights before. Oh, yeah. But, but he's got a very memorable moment in Harlem Nights where uh, it's a scene where it's like Arsenio Hall and two henchmen, and Eddie is one of them. And Arsenio like lights up, I think a car or something with the Tommy gun. So it's like bullets, 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 bullets flying everywhere. And then the other henchman steps forward and then he does the same thing, empties his entire Tommy gun. And then all of a sudden, Eddie is the guy that steps forward. He just holds this revolver up and shoots once. <laughs> and they're all, they both look at him like, what the heck? <laughs> so um, probably the, the only thing I remember from Hollow Nights is that scene. <laughs> But okay, so uh, back to the movie. Uh, so Crease grabs this guy. He's like, "Don't play with me," uh, and then shoves him. Um, and I, I noted here, this is why Crease never had any friends when he was a kid, because he would constantly do that. He just grabbed his classmates and be like, "Don't play with me. Shove him away." <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, then he kind of pushes uh, uh, Pat Johnson. And uh, Bruce Malm at the side, <laughs> he says, excuse me. And uh, I kind of love uh, Pat Johnson's background acting here. <laughs> mm. Like, I'm sure the real Pat would take Crease down, but like fictional Pat is just kind of standing there, his eyes going mm. back and forth between Crease and Miyagi. Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Miyagi, you're going to let him do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it <laughs> seems like these guys could have maybe had the power to get a lifetime ban thrown Crease's way. Sure. And, uh, you know, for just for this kind of action and uh, what's com- what comes next, you know. Yeah, and even sure. like legal moves in uh, um, the tournament as well. Oh yeah. Uh, well, just... yeah. Okay. When you mentioned the the you know what you're doing to a brother that line, <laughs> like so that you know he's kind of pushing his way through the crowd and that gets a that gets a response. But then he's he's beating up kids. Yeah. And no one except Mr. Miyagi is going to step up. Like, are they are they all scared <laughs> of this guy? Like, I think I think that's what we're supposed to think. Yeah, that everyone's afraid of him. Yeah. Nobody's intervening like a whole uh, arena full of karate experts. Nobody jumps out. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. Like I could see like if this is just in the middle of the, you know, the food court at the mall. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a civilian. I'm not going to mess with a karate guy. But yeah, a karate tournament just let out. There's right. some people in this crowd that, you know, could at least say something to the guy. You, you'd think or I would think. But it's, uh, it's up to Miyagi to take care of business. Uh, before we get there, I wanted to, I, I noted uh, Crease kind of like uh, uh, stares Miyagi down and then walks away. And then we see that uh, he actually doesn't he, he a group a, a couple of ladies like walk in front of him on his way over to the Cobras and he actually stops and lets them go by. So he, at least he's a gentleman. You know, he's not going <laughs> to shove them out of the way too. Yeah. <laughs> they, they teach they teach you that kind of stuff in the in the military. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've been looking at the first draft script as well as uh, the second draft, which is a shooting script. But in the first draft, there's a lot of uh, uh, very different things that uh, happen. Um, he does instance, push those ladies? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Just roundhouse first... kicks all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he kind of pushes through the crowd and he's actually got the his students following him with uh, Johnny in the very back of the line of them. Uh, and, uh, as he's pushing through, he actually knocks Miyagi to the ground. Like he oh. catches Miyagi off guard and like pushes him to the ground, just keeps going. And the, and his students follow him. But Johnny, who's at the end of the line actually stops and helps Mr. Miyagi back to his feet and then smiles at him and then catches up with uh, the rest oh. of the Cobras. I would have loved to have seen that. But, yeah. I would have loved to have seen that, but I cannot picture anyone knocking Miyagi down. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it kind of described it as like, it, well, he wasn't ready for it at all. You know, it's just all of a sudden out of nowhere, he gets knocked over. Um, Probably would have worked better if he knocked Daniel over, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, we get our first look at the Cobras, and they're all standing around his car waiting. And I was thinking, how sad. Like, they all got to cram it to Crease's Continental. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know th- this this a-hole is my ride. I got to wait for him to get home. Yeah. Oh, what does Crease's car smell like? Uh, oh, <laughs> Dracar C- Noir and cigars. <laughs> Cigar- oh, so many yeah. cigars. Um, there is a bit of a difference, though, in the first draft script. They, it says they're they're all riding together in a black customized Cobra Kai van, which I, I, I was expecting. <laughs> Like yeah, a, makes team, a like a sense. team fan? Yeah. I, I, think so. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. see that, yeah. In the second draft, uh, the, the shooting script, well, I guess they decided not to go with this. Uh, the boys are all on motorcycles, and uh, Johnny's got his uh, trophy strapped to his handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
You have like a little basket and the trophies in like ET. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of want to see the van just for the art that you know the the cobra that's going to be airbrushed on the side. Yeah, I'm picturing like a like a flat black van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like yeah. A, a big uh, cobra logo on the side. Uh, they did show that van in the there's a a four part Johnny Story Cobra Kai comics that uh, Matt and I covered. <laughs> In that bonus episode, and I think one of the covers is them all stepping out of that van, you nice. know, going to the tournament. Uh, there's this funny interaction. Uh, uh, Daniel says, why does he act like that? And Pat Johnson says, that guy doesn't know what karate is all about. And it's like, yeah, you're the one who trained him. <laughs> um, it, he trained the actor. Uh, and uh, Pat Johnson also played Crease in the, the rehearsals before they got Martin Cove in there. Really? So, yeah, he, he was kind of like standing in. Uh, well, like, uh, height <laughs> difference in uh, when uh, Ralph Macchio is taller than him. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. going to ask: Is it, it kind of felt like uh, Ralph Macchio is he slouching a little bit throughout some of these scenes and in the movie in general? Like, did he maybe grow a little bit? I don't know what the time difference in shooting was. Um, yeah, like two so, years. Okay, two years. Okay, he's taller so, than the, the three other men beside him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the announcer's like, "You want to teach him?" And Daniel's like, well, "No." <laughs> well, yeah, I like that that they ask not the you know not the referee that is supposedly yeah. you know I would assume would be very advanced in his karate skills, not Miyagi, not you know one of the teachers. Let's go to the kid and ask him <laughs> if he's going to rein in this bully adult. He is the karate <laughs> kid. I mean, you know, well, yeah, <laughs> you going to teach him? You know. <laughs> It's like, hey, yet yes, he just won a karate tournament, but he's still just a kid. <laughs> I, it, it wouldn't have surprised me if Daniel had said, "Yeah, I'll try," or "Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do it," or something like, because he is a hothead and he is like overconfident yeah. sometimes. Hey, Chris, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they so now Daniel stopped by two kids from Reseda for an autograph. It's a pretty nice scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these two young boys are actually Pat Johnson's sons, uh, mm-hmm. Brett and Garth. Johnson. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I figured they were brothers because they had the same name. I didn't make the yeah. connection. Actually, Pat's kids. Huh. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, in the movie, uh, like Miyagi's kind of like, let's go, Daniel, you know. Yeah. And in the movie, Daniel's like cocky about it. He's like, oh, the price of fame. Got to get used to it. Fortune and uh, glory, kid. Fortune. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like the the seeds that, that this sows a little bit. They don't pay off really in this movie, mm. but it's kind of a little bit of what uh, part three is about is him mm-hmm. wanting to compete again and, and getting a little cocky. And, you know, so I like that this movie doesn't really get into another tournament. It goes a completely different direction. And this is just, you know, stuff for the future, whether they knew this at the time or not. But I like, I like that this little, he has a little taste of fame right here. Right. Right. And, and they had a, they had an alternate line in the earlier draft, uh, which I thought was kind of cheesy because <laughs> basically it, it shows Daniel not being cocky, but like being amazed that somebody's asking for an autograph. And Miyagi's like, why, you know, why? And, and Daniel's like, who am I? And uh, Miyagi responds and says, today, everyone's dream, <laughs> which I was like, Ugh. yeah, way too cheesy. But, um, 
these kids actually weren't in the original draft. Uh, this was the start of a uh, side plot that I cannot wait to tell you about. Uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel was originally supposed to be approached by an older Japanese man uh, getting an autograph for his young son who's like hiding behind his leg. Uh, Daniel asks who to make the autograph out for, and the kid says Dexter, and Daniel says Dexter who? And he goes Dexter Miyagi. And it turns out that both the father and the son, uh, the father Webster and the son Dexter are both Miyagi's. They're from Okinawa and Miyagi starts acting like really uncomfortable about it. And uh, Daniel's, of course, Daniel's like, my teacher's from Okinawa too. And uh, so Webster, the older guy is amazed. He's like, my parents say that all the Miyagi's in Okinawa are related. And Miyagi's like, no, don't think so. And tries to hurry Daniel away. And Daniel's like, hey, you actually do look alike. And Miyagi says, to you, we all look alike. <laughs> Ouch. Um, and then to Miyagi's surprise, uh, Webster pulls out a camera and takes a picture of him and says he's going to send it to his folks to see if, you know, they are related. And, uh, and then he's like, where can I find you? And Miyagi just says, in book, and, and kind of pushes Daniel off. And, uh, and Daniel's like, you're not, in the, you're not in the phone book. What are you talking about? <laughs> so... So yeah, that's a little Glad they start of a... go down that path. <laughs> well, I think it, uh, you know, there's, there's a little bit more, uh, Webster and Dexter Miyagi, uh, coming up. Uh, but uh, I think it was basically their way of getting it. So like UKA finds out that Miyagi is in California oh, and is able okay. to send him a letter because of this Webster and Dexter, but it's just seems like such a huge coincidence, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so Miyagi and Daniel approach Miyagi's truck, and we hear Kreese yelling at Johnny, actually um, kicking Johnny out of Cobra Kai, um, and then breaking his second-place trophy and tossing it. Yeah, I have you, questions. You, yeah, you still got the, the furthest into the tournament, but you're out. <laughs> yeah, so I wonder, if you, get, if you get kicked out for placing second, everyone else on the team did worse. Mm -hmm. Are they all out as well? Like, does this guy just make a whole new crew every karate season? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it's like his problem is he's a loser. And so they're all losers, though. I guess he's, <laughs> well, never, I guess had, he's never had losing students before. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I guess the there's the first taste of the, yeah, of the, the bad apple. First taste. Well, there's the one guy that, like, got disqualified on purpose for mm -hmm. hurting Daniel. So I guess he's okay. Like, because he didn't lose. He, like, sacrificed himself. Yeah. But everyone else, the rest of you are losers. Yeah, and in the original draft, Chris uh, says, uh, I had him crippled and you still couldn't beat him. So mm -hmm. it's like I set him up. For, like, 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 So it's just basically yeah. like I set him up for you and yeah. He's got a point win. there. So <laughs> He's right. You are. Johnny, you are a loser. <laughs> I thought he was a cream puff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Second place is first loser. That's all. <laughs> So, yeah, Johnny calls him sick, and Kreese grabs him in a chokehold. Bobby tries to stop and gets punched in the stomach. Tommy's like, hey! And uh, Kreese kind of scares him off with a glare and says, don't! Um, and, but, and Dutch left long ago. <laughs> yeah, Dutch is, like, literally, like, turned away from he's the not, action. He's not here, is he? Yeah, he is! Yeah, he's what? he's he starts out the before the uh, violence. He's facing everybody. He's on the opposite side of the car. And then once the the unpleasantness starts happening, he turns around and he faces away. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I saw those guys. I saw those guys like, like oh. pretending 
nothing was happening. I didn't know it was Dutch yeah. though. It, this is yeah, like, it's Dutch and Jimmy. They're like the kid when mommy and daddy are fighting. I'm just gonna <laughs> pretend nothing's happening. Yep. Yeah, there's actually but he's he's got like the blue baseball cap. Like he's literally <laughs> turning around facing away. Oh yeah. There is a there is a bit of a conspiracy around Dutch in this moment, and you know, um, Chad McQueen is listed in the credits as one of the returning Cobras they're they're billed as, and uh, but people think that's not actually him. Um, but I I, see, I saw his face; it definitely looks like it. I think it's just the fact that they, he's got this baseball cap and it's pulled down, and I I think it has something to do with his it, hair. He's probably he, has his hair back to normal by the time the hair looks this. the hair looks like he's wearing a big. Uh, Almost, almost gray wig. Yeah, it's so like bleach blonde, I guess, but it, yeah. it's weird. In the moonlight, it's you know mm. looks silver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tommy tries to coax Crease, but and is like Johnny, sorry, <clears throat> and saying he can't breathe. You're killing him. Which, like that, actually triggered like a memory. Not really a memory, but I remember as a kid. Uh, seeing this movie and being scared, like, oh my gosh, she's gonna kill Johnny. <laughs> you know, so much of what this did movie. You care? Like, you hate Johnny. I, I, but you know, Crease, who's like a bigger evil, has it <laughs> in a in a chokehold, is gonna kill. I didn't want him to, to die. Okay. I was 11 years old. I didn't need to have that responsibility on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, just this movie is always uh, upping the ante a little bit in. The fact that this is a, a lot of this stuff is life or death. So yeah, this is almost the start of it. Um, so yeah, Miyagi uh, gets involved. He steps up, uh, tells him to let him go. And I love that Tommy's like, yeah, Mr. Miyagi's right. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to hear Tommy say Mr. Miyagi and pronounce it correctly. <laughs> like he knows his name and everything. Uh, Tommy gets a backhand for that. Um, and then Kreese tells uh, Miyagi to beat it or he's next. Actually, you know, he says something very racist. Yeah. Um, which yeah. <laughs> I swear is like, you can see it angers Miyagi and also behind the scenes composer Bill Conti gets all riled up. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, noticed like letting the scene play out here on loop. Um, yeah. All the, the five, I guess, Cobras have different color uh cobra kai jackets like yeah i thought they were just all blue and then johnny had a red one but then um i'm sorry what's the tommy i think his is um like a maroon and then the other guys all have different shades of blue it's like yeah it, it just struck struck me as odd that they would uh make that many colors of the same unless they just added patches to i guess their well, own personal jackets but I believe Tommy, Tommy and Johnny were like the top students in that Cobra Kai class. So I'm assuming that they kind of share a color. Um, and then the rest of them are the rank of blue or shades of blue. I don't know. They're like Star Trek uniforms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. So Johnny is going to die. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Another thing is in the first draft, he doesn't say the racist thing. He says, uh, mind your own business, old man. I've had enough of you. And Miyagi fires back, who are you calling old man, monkey face? <laughs> Got him. Um, so, yeah, Miyagi starts to pull Johnny away, and that's when the segment ends. Um, I have one more piece of trivia before we wrap up, unless you guys have any other thoughts. Um, 
uh, William Zapka was actually in two box office hits in the same week. Uh, he shows up here in a cameo, but do you guys know what other movie opened up the week before at number one? <laughs> no clue. No clue. Something just one of the guys. Nope, not just one of the guys. Not that one. Mm-hmm. No All right. idea. No idea. It's uh, Back to School. Oh, right. That was oh, it. yeah. <laughs> uh, it opened up at number one the previous week, and then now in this week, Karate Kid 2 and uh, the Robert Redford uh, uh, legal drama, Legal Eagles uh, <laughs> not, knock Back to School down to number three. But, uh, yeah, what a weekend at the movies. Uh, we have following it is uh, Top Gun, Ferris Bueller, Cobra, Poltergeist 2, Raw Deal, Short Circuit, and uh, Space Camp featuring uh, Larry B. Scott, who is Jerry in Cobra Kai, the, <laughs> the first one. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, funny enough, n- another funny st- statistic – well, not really a statistic, but Back to School and Ferris Bueller opened up the previous week. And out of the two of them, I couldn't believe it, but Back to School actually was the number one, and Ferris Bueller was number two. So Ferris Bueller never got the number one shot. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I've barely heard of Back to School. Oh. I would know it because of uh, this, basically. I know. <laughs> That's a we great should film. Tell, we should do, like, bonus episodes and just, like, the, the William Zabka – you know, D bag trilogy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of the guys, uh, back to school and maybe, I don't know, European vacation, I think is as well, but, um, all right. Do you guys have anything else for this minute or two minutes rather? <laughs> I'm well, good. That's all I got. Let's not keep ladies waiting. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you for joining us guys. Uh, you want to come back on Wednesday for two more karate kid, two minutes. <laughs> I'd love to. Oh yes. <laughs> Uh, and since it's uh, Monday, I'll let you guys uh, do your plugs. Uh, so let's start with Travis. Yeah, I can be found on my regular podcast called Real Comic Heroes. That's real with two E's. And over there, we go through a big list of comic book movies and we review them in release order. So we started with Superman and the Mole Men from 1951. And we're working you know, towards present day. And as of as of this recording, we're... Uh, right in the middle of uh, the 90s. We're in 1995. We just did uh, Ghost in the Shell, and we've got Tank Girl coming up. So it's, uh, cool. it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, look up Real Comic Heroes and check it out. Nice. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to get into those early 2000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's some gold there. Uh, uh, and Sean? Uh, yeah, so my current show is Next Scene Podcast. You can find that at nextscenepod.com. And a show I do with my brother where we covering we're covering pop culture. So we do, you know, movies, television, we've done some music, but uh, we'll do one, you know, one scene from a movie or one episode of a TV show, one song off an album. And then, uh, you know, for the next episode, we move to uh, the next scene. So that's at nextscenepod.com. Nice. All right. Uh, well, we didn't plan this out, so I'm just going to say it. And until next time. Hey, easy on the high karate. (laughs) 